Truth Espresso, episode 108. Uh, that was last week. Oh, not again. It's okay. Let me check the website again. Yep, you're right, sweetheart. 109 it is. Wow, it's hard to believe, huh? Yes, and I think we're off to a good start this time. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso, to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. <laughs> and now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. <sighs> this is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. My wife was supposed to be here to do an episode on conflict resolution. I brought a list of five tips that all start with the letter Q. How quaint, right? I'm coming, I'm coming. Oh, good. There she is now. Hey, sweetheart, are you ready? Hi, babe. I'm ready as ever. I even brought a list of five tips for conflict resolution. Wonderful. Is that the list I showed you? Nope. I didn't know you had a list. That's why I made a list of tips, all starting with the letter S. How smart of me, right? Yeah, smart, right. Well, shall we continue? Uh, I think we should continue with my tips that all start with Q. Q? That sounds a little quaint, don't you think? Exactly. I believe quaint quite qualifies to quell quarrels and quickly question quips. Well, smart simply skips quabbles and swiftly summons satisfying solutions. Well played, my love. Well played. <laughs> Is it well played enough for my S tips? Not enough to compare with my Q tips. Well, that just sounds gross. At least our listeners won't be sticking my tips in their ears. You mean you don't want them to listen to them? That's not what I meant. Well, are you really that duh? I mean, I apologize. I didn't mean to start to insult you. That's what happens when you always... I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. That's all right, sweetheart. I think we just realized that our conflict here is going a little too far. I don't want to start cutting you down. And I don't want to accuse you of things that aren't true. Hmm. How should we handle this? A compromise of sorts? Yeah, something we can do together. Maybe we should take a break and figure out what we can do. Sounds like a plan. Hi everyone, Daniel and Chelsea here. We are back and we figured out something that will work. We took some time away to cool down and think. And we both thought of a way that would satisfy the other. We even prayed about it together. And we came up with a new list of tips together. Which you'll get to hear in this episode. <laughs> hey there, Truth Espresso fans. This is episode 109 for reals. <laughs> and I am your host, Daniel Minnick. 
I hope you liked our skit at the beginning there, because that was a skit. We weren't really arguing. I didn't really have a list of Q-tips, and <laughs> <Nice> <laughs> and my wife didn't really have a list of S-tips. <laughs> but we do have a list of tips for conflict resolution. And I would suggest that you listen to the last episode if you're just tuning in because the last episode really started this two-episode part about conflict resolution in marriage. And so the last episode talked about what never to do. And this episode, we're going to talk about how we actually resolve conflicts. And that's what our tips are going to be that we are going to bring in this episode and so, as always, a special guest here on Truth Espresso is my sweet wife, Chelsea. So, Chelsea, welcome back to Truth Espresso. Thank you, and thank you for being creative in how we introduce these episodes. It's been kind of fun. Yes, and I'd like to make sure the audience knows that the last episode had a, another skit, kind of like this one, only it was uh, designed for the last episode. So definitely check that out if you haven't. You might get a little bit of laughs and a little <laughs> bit of some truth there to help you out with what never to do. And so now on this episode, we're going to talk about tips for conflict resolution. What about resolving a conflict? We'll have five quick tips for resolving a conflict. So first was what never to do in a conflict. Now let's gear toward how do we actually resolve a conflict? So we are just for examples, just so you know, we know what we're talking about when it comes to conflicts in marriage. What are some examples of things that often people have conflicts about and need to be resolved? Yes, I was looking up and it seems that there is a unanimous list of um, <laughs> areas of conflict in marriage relationships. Um, they can be numbered in different ways, but the most common areas of conflict, number one, unmet or unreasonable expectations. Number two, finances. Number three, parenting. Number four, allocation of time. Number five, intimacy. And number six, communication. Oh, yes. And we talked about communication last episode and a lot of these other ones kind of fall under that. But yeah, those are very common areas. So those are some illustrations, some examples of how couples often will disagree on different things. You know, you mentioned intimacy, you know, you never do enough. You expect too much finances. You spend too much on this. You're a tight wad. You don't let me spend on anything, you know, whatever. And, you know, example of that, thinking of fireproof and the boat and, <laughs> or who's paying the bills and doing what repairs in the house and so on. So that was a good example of a heated conflict there and the beginning of fireproof there over things like finances and yeah, we have some illustrations there for common things that a couple might just quarrel about. So what are some tips to resolving these types of things, to resolving a conflict? And all of these, <laughs> just to make them easier to study, to remember, all of these start with R, the letter R. So number one tip to resolving a conflict is resolve. The goal 
is never to win against your spouse. That's not resolving a conflict. When you resolve a conflict with your spouse, it should actually be a win-win situation. You both win when you come to an agreeable situation. That doesn't mean that there wouldn't be some compromise on it, but both of you should win. Both of you should learn and both of you should be able to move on. But when you try to make it lopsided such that there's a winner and a loser, that is not a resolution. And when we're wanting to resolve the conflict, remember that the goal is never to win against your spouse. So remember, we've mentioned this multiple times, uh, you are a team of two. And so, yes, if <laughs> when it comes to, say, a football game, if you think of the NFL, let's say that the Denver Broncos are playing in the Super Bowl <laughs> because, you know, or Colorado yay go broncos (laughs) and let's say the broncos are in the super bowl now what happens if the quarterback has a little disagreement with the running back and the quarterback wants to win against the running back and so the quarterback is going to humiliate the running back by hiking the ball at an angle or away from the running back you know i'm no football expert so i'm probably messing this all up but you get the idea say the quarterback tries to hike the ball so that the the guy behind him can't catch it and then he just laughs at him and makes fun of him you know because he just won and because he has a grudge against him but what happens there that that doesn't help the quarterback that doesn't help the other guy either they're they're both losing this way because they're a team and they need to work together and so (laughs) when one team member does well to help the other other team member they both win because you can't resolve the game you can't win the game if you're trying to win against your partner against your spouse you're a team so you both want to win and so the key for resolving a conflict is number one resolve remember that the goal is to resolve and not to win against your spouse as if your spouse is an opponent and uh, a good verse for this one is Amos 3.3, which says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? And so, yes, especially two when it comes to marriage. And yes, marriage is two. <laughs> it's not three. And yes, a marriage is between a man and a woman. <laughs> a topic for another episode there. But two, can two walk together, husband and wife, Unless they be agreed. So if you have a conflict with your disagree, the goal is to come up together with a resolution upon which you both can agree. And so, therefore, you can win together and you can continue to walk together. And now number two tip for resolving a conflict. Readjust. So in this tip, what I mean by readjust is to determine if the timing and the environment are ideal to focus on the issue. So let's say you have a conflict with your spouse over finances, but there's distractions going on. Your kids are running around making noise, fighting with each other. They're not resolving their conflicts properly, but hey, they're kids. Or let's say... 
<laughs> the husband came home from work from a really stressful day and is really tired and, and moody and so on. Like, let's say you have these types of things going on that could inhibit a civilized or a goal-focused conflict meant for tip number one resolve resolution well you just might have to readjust it if you can't resolve it properly at this time because of whatever factors stress fatigue distractions don't let outside conditions add anger to a conflict because let's say the kids are running around and they're annoying you that might make you angry and then you yell at your spouse when you're trying to resolve the conflict. That's not good. So ask the question, does it need to be resolved right now? And if the conditions are not good, ask, can it be rescheduled later when you're not stressed or tired or busy? And I think that this is a really good point, especially for women, just making sure that we are aware of timing of talking with our spouse, because I know we mentioned a little bit about just how men's brain works and their brain, you know, has the like different compartments like boxes. (laughs) And if they're in the box still from work or they're still thinking about helping clean up after dinner or something they're not mentally prepared to take on a conversation at that time. So I think just trying to be aware of making sure we are approaching our spouse at a good point in time because that can also reduce the potential of bringing up the emotion, whether it be anger or cutting you off right away. And I think, yeah, being aware, being in tune with your spouse And also being in tune with yourself. And is that a good time to approach your spouse or not? Are you hormonal for women? That may not be a good time. Or if it's something that does need to be addressed, um, making it known to your husband, like, okay, we need to talk about this, but I am feeling like really emotional right now. So (laughs) please give me some grace in this area. And just kind of communicating with that. So that way he's aware if you snap at him or then the next minute you're crying, he can understand. So I think that, yes, being aware of and being agile, being able to adjust if you need to have the best situation. Yes, we are definitely. I think this particular point can demonstrate maturity in marriage is if you actually can readjust a conflict. Now, you know, if you're talking about something that can be postponed till the next day or something like, okay, if the conflict has something to do with who drank the last of the orange juice or why did we spill the Cap'n Crunch on the floor, you know, some, something like so minor and so not time sensitive if there's a conflict over something like that maturity would say that it doesn't have to be addressed right then and there you know (laughs) so the fact that you could if necessary readjust the time of when you can resolve a conflict and not be angry about it and be able to agree that we can discuss it at another time that shows maturity because if someone demands that they always have to get an answer have to resolve every petty little thing that's immaturity and that's self-centeredness 
Proverbs 15.23 says, A man hath joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good is it? And so, <laughs> readjusting a conflict when the heat is down and the distractions are down not only speaks maturity, but it's more likely to resolve the conflict more joyfully because if the word is spoken in due season, it is very good. So I have a funny joke for you. <laughs> oh, I love funny jokes. <laughs> I thought this one might be appropriate with your line of work. <laughs> so I'm a software developer, so okay. <laughs> so the wife says, Dear, this computer is not working as per my command. And the husband leans over and says, Darling, it's a computer, not a husband. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yes, women, we are not put here on earth to be commanding or be demanding. And like you mentioned, like saying, all right, the issue has to be resolved right this minute. But just being mature and recognizing when it would be a better time to have a discussion <laughs> and husbands are not computers to process commands and <laughs> and do a lot of work in a splits uh, nanosecond but yeah <laughs> yes unlike a computer well computers you can set tasks to run at a, a later time but <laughs> but let's as husband and wife resolve conflicts in due season and as words are spoken in the right season they're much better than when they're spoken at the wrong time in the wrong mood <laughs> Welcome to Roman's Road, the podcast of me, Eddie Roman. This is where we talk about evangelism and apologetics and all kinds of Christian stuff. Ray Comfort here. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please take a moment to do so now. On your phone's podcast app, search for Roman's Road, and when you find it, hit subscribe. It's free, and by doing so, you'll get all episodes past, present, and future. Then when you're finished, Head over to livingwaters.com for a huge collection of evangelism videos, articles, tracks, and resources to help you share the gospel with those around you. That's livingwaters.com. Thanks for listening to Roman's Road. If you want to learn how to evangelize, check out my book, Search and Rescue, available at eddyroman.com. On my website, you'll also find videos and other things to encourage you to preach the gospel to your friends and family. That's eddyroman.com. See you next time. And now tip number three, respite. Is that how you say it? I think you say it respite. Okay. Can you say it respite if it's a verb? Oh, good question. So maybe know. if it's a noun, it's respite. If it's a verb, it's respite. I don't know. But it would <laughs> it would sound like it would go well if I said respite to, in the, uh, the cadence of the points here. But whatever it is called, respite or respite. If you feel that there is anger in the air and, you know, you can't readjust to another time, you've got to resolve it 
at least in the vicinity of now. <laughs> um, if you feel anger in the air, call a timeout. Maybe both of you can agree to honor the timeout gesture as a coach or a referee might do in a sports game. So if you sense that the tension is growing, perhaps the best thing that you might need is to say, whoa, timeout gesture, and you both realize, yes, good idea. I was getting a little tense there. And so once you do that, you both agree that it's time to step back. And then both of you think of, or if you have to write down an ideal resolution that would satisfy both sides. So maybe just a little break, a few minutes, a half hour, whatever, where if you're not resolving the conflict in your current conversation, then maybe both of you need to take that time out and then you can think of, or if you have to write down, this is what I think, this is what she thinks. In my mind, how do we resolve this so that both of us are happy? You're kind of like thinking of a business plan or a proposition, you know. I mean, just trying to think of the analogy where if you're at your job, your goal is not to win against your boss. And so if you have a disagreement with your boss, you're trying to think of, okay, how do I enter the office? How do I present a proposal that I think we could both give the thumbs up on? And so, yes, how much more when it comes to marriage with a relationship based on love and intimacy that you'd want to do that with your spouse so you need to call the time out take a break and then using your thoughts more clearly outside that conversation that wasn't working write down or think of whatever you have to do an optimal resolution that you believe your spouse might say, hmm, that's a good idea. <laughs> As I said, the goal is not to win. The goal is to resolve. And you're trying to resolve. If you have to readjust, if you can't, do a respite or respite. <laughs> so you know what? We were talking about this a little bit earlier, babe, with just having some terms or rules in place before you actually engage in a conflict. And I think that this is another one of those tools that you want to have with your spouse that you both agree before you're even in a conflict that, mm -hmm. okay, if either one of us calls a timeout, we're going to respect that yes. person calling the timeout, not judge whether or not that was called for or not, mm -hmm. but just be like, okay, you know, there's something going on here. They called the timeout. I'm going to stop and we're going to take that moment to reflect and see how we can approach it again. And I know some situations where, you know, one spouse was getting uncomfortable and wanted to discuss that at a later time. And the other, the husband was like, no, we're resolving this right now. Mm -hmm. And it just, the anger just kept intensifying. So just kind of having those things like a timeout in place beforehand, I think that kind of helps set the boundaries again of what's appropriate in the conflict. And then also when you go to back away from the situation and regather your thoughts and your emotions and all of that. And I think we'll talk about that later, but a good time to just kind of reflect and pray. But when you're just stepping out of that situation, you're stepping out in control of your emotions too. You're not yes. stomping, slamming doors, leaving the house, driving off angrily. Yes things like that, that just adds a whole lot more to work through, more stress. If you have kids, that makes them mm. very uneasy 
I know in the midst of the conflict, that can be hard. So that's why we're trying to give you some of these tidbits Mm, and things to think about before you have a conflict. So you have these tools when you approach that. Yes, like a short time out, as you mentioned, sweetheart, you can let your emotions down when you return from your time out. You know, those heated emotions might be gone. Your thoughts might be more clear. And to use the sports analogy there, you know, when the referee calls the time out, the whole team agrees to do that. And then as you call the time out, you're figuring out, okay, what should our next play be? <laughs> and so that's what this is and you get drinks you get water poured on your head you're kind of refreshed (laughs) get ready to go out there again and taking a break from the intensity of the action and yes and Mm -hmm. then when you come back in you feel a little more refreshed and you feel more capable of doing things together (laughs) and so yes respite when you need to proverbs 15 28 The heart of the righteous studieth to answer, but the mouth of the wicked poureth out evil things. And so, yes, if you're in a conflict and it's getting heated, don't be like the wicked whose mouth pours out evil things. Be like the righteous where if you realize, if I'm going to resolve this, I might need to study to answer and taking that little brief time out allows you to gather your thoughts as you said and study to give an appropriate answer not just keep on pouring out the angry evil things out of your mouth okay tip number one resolve tip number two readjust tip number three respite tip number four reflect and so this is about examining the motivation in the conflict. So if you're in the conflict, perhaps you might do this while you're on time out. Reflect. What is your involvement in this conflict? What's your motivation? Is your motivation to gain something yourself? Uh, as James says about whence come wars and fightings among you, do they come not out of your lusts which war against your members? You know, you can consume it upon your own lusts. What's your motivation? motivation this conflict is it to get something for yourself or is it to as i said resolve it so that you both win so reflect on your participation in this conflict why are you in conflict what's your reason for it and in all things here in resolving a conflict determine what would honor christ you know, as a Christian and as someone who has made a marriage vow before God to love your spouse, as much as we should, as we have the mind of Christ, we should determine how would I honor Christ in this situation and pray for wisdom. So as you pray to God for wisdom, that might help you also cool your jets a little bit as you're remembering, how do I honor Christ in this? That should help you to calm down, to dissuade some of your anger there. So reflecting on why are you doing this and what are you trying to get out of it? What's your motivation? That should also help toward resolving conflict with your spouse. I also think reflection is a good time to kind of determine, is this 
an actual conflict oh, that yes. we need to talk about? Or is it something that's like, you know, I just perceived it wrong? And I think that if we kind of take that step back and pray about it and think about it, then a lot of times it's like, okay, I think I was just more sensitive at that time. And when I step back and think about it, it's like, oh, wait, yeah, that's no big deal. Then I'm not even going to do anything. You know, I'm going to show my spouse grace and we're going to keep moving on. And so I think that you don't want to address every single little thing that comes up with your spouse as if it's a huge conflict (laughs) (laughs) and just having that wisdom and discretion. And I think that comes from that time of reflection and my favorite Bible verse, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. I think Mm. I tend to turn to that verse a lot and just um, ask God to give his promise in that verse that if we trust in him, that he will direct our paths. And so if it's a situation where you're like, I have no idea what to do and just give it to God and trust in him. And then he shows you what path you need to take. Do you engage in this conversation or do you not? Is it something that you need to address or not? And I think that um, God's always faithful in giving us that insight. Definitely, so we are. That's a that's a good uh, that's good verses for that. You know, because we mentioned determine what would honor Christ, and as if you trust in God, you're leaning on Him to direct your path in a conflict resolution. There, the Proverbs seem to have a lot of good verses for conflict resolution. I have another proverb here, Proverbs twelve twenty. It says, "Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of peace." Is joy mm. so yes um, those who are counseling to peace and if you reflect and think about what is this all about and how do I honor Christ that kind of counsel if you're a counselor of peace you will bring joy in resolution of conflict rather than if your motivation in the conflict is to deceive your spouse to get for your own gain It's in the heart of them that imagine evil. So yes, reflect your motivation, reflect on why and resolve to be a counselor of peace so that there's joy in your marriage, even in the midst of conflict as you resolve it together. And now final tip for resolving a conflict is request. This is a very important one, I believe, because now this involves the two of you toward God. Pray together that God will give you both peace, humility, and clarity. And so I think we mentioned this in a previous episode about the power of prayer. And as a couple, you know, pray together anyway, even when you're not in conflict, you know, should be praying together. But especially then when you do find yourselves in conflict, if you just reach out to your spouse when you're having a disagreement and you haven't been able to resolve it or come to an agreement and say, I think we should pray together that God will give us clarity and help us to resolve this. That could just melt the hardest of heart. (laughs) And so, you know, you want to pray with me? And I don't mean like, okay, let's pray, you know. Pray that God will just resolve this right now, you know. I mean, like, gently 
put your palm up if you have to and then calmly say, I think we need to pray together and pray gently and pray lovingly together that God would give you both wisdom and clarity and help you to resolve it. And perhaps just the wisdom of prayer, as James says, you know, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not and shall be given to him. If you're asking God for wisdom together, perhaps that prayer together just might be the vehicle by which, you know, you come to an answer to where you can then agree to resolve the conflict. And at least reducing the emotional tension might also help to give you clarity of thought there together. I think praying together after the conflict is resolved is important too. So just kind of having that time to come together and come before God after you've resolved the issue is just kind of healing and can give you that peace and helps that restoration part of it, I think. Okay, we've resolved it. Now let's come together and, you know, be thankful that we were able to resolve it and for God's direction and how you can love your spouse more. And I was also thinking too, babe, with the last point, number four, about examining your motivation. And like when you are committed in your marriage relationship and you know that your spouse is devoted to you, you know that they're coming from a motivation of, I love you and I want to do what's in your best interest. I want the best for you. And that's your motivation. Then I think that the negativity is at minimum because, and that kind of helps with the level of trust too. And any negativity and anger that you bring in there starts to pick away at any trust that you've built with each other. So I think having that unconditional love for each other, both in and out of conflict, is Mm. really foundational. Yes, definitely, sweetheart. And it's like to think, you know, if your your marriage is focused on, as you said, unconditional love, once a conflict does come up, then it's, yes, with love there, it should be hard for a spouse to think, okay, I'm in conflict with my spouse. I I really want to resolve this because this, it's like my heart is grieved that there's any tension here. And so, uh, yes, uh request to pray together request that god gives you both the answer and the peace and one more thing um just (laughs) when you're talking with your spouse about the conflict i think again this comes from a book i'm not sure which book it was Mm -hmm. but approaching it from the viewpoint of I felt sad when you said this, or I felt anxious when this happened. And putting it kind of on yourself that this is what it made me feel like, instead of you said this, Mm -hmm. you did this, again, that creates that defense mechanism to come up in the other person but just letting them know like how you feel because now they're going to be like oh I didn't mean it like that this is what I meant there's Mm, a lot of conflict that can be resolved just from their understanding of how you felt when something was said or done and it's also a way of not being accusatory again when you're kind of bringing your spouse into your viewpoint of what happened and helping each other see where you're coming from 
then I feel like it's easier to come to that resolution in the conflict. Yes, because a lot of conflicts can come from miscommunication. And so say, for instance, that of yeah, accusatory, you said this, what really could be is uh, when you told me this, I this is how I understood this. This is how I took it. What did you mean when you said this? Or, you know, because sometimes it's like, Oh, that's how you understood that. Uh, That's not what I meant to convey. Oh, conflict resolved, you know, instead of fighting over a misunderstanding. Mm. (laughs) And here we go with, oh, this is actually from the Psalms. So Psalm 55, 14 says, We took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company. And so, yes, when you come together to resolve a conflict, you pray together and hold hands together while you're praying, you know, like show that even when there's disagreement, you have that bond of unity of love with each other and toward God. And so if you're taking sweet counsel together and walking to the house or the presence of God together, That goes a long way to putting an end to that conflict. And by putting an end to it, I mean resolving it favorably for both of you. No losers and winners. You both win when you're both right with God. You're both seeking God as the (laughs) as the one who will resolve the conflict for you. I like first Peter five five. It says further down in the verse, be clothed. With humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Mm. I just think that's so fitting for this last point of when you come together and pray, mm. like there's a humility uh, yes. in that because who wants to go before God when you're <laughs> in the midst pride. of a conflict and you're like, okay, I was just displaying anger towards my spouse. Now I need to pray. Like mm. it's very humbling for that. And I think that that you can't be angry and humble at the same time. So yes. I think that this point of request and just coming before God, coming with your spouse, that just brings about the humility and humbleness that will help you kind of stay a little more even kill with your emotions <laughs> yes i definitely think it's like you know when we're talking about praying <laughs> no false piety no calling down imprecatory prayers there <laughs> then and there upon your spouse you know <laughs> uh, when i say pray i mean <laughs> humble togetherness <laughs> you can't claim to be following that tip if you're going to exploit it and and do that you know (laughs) help my husband to be more humble (laughs) yeah thanks this is a fun engaging conversation that we had about conflict resolution oh yes i agree sweetheart (laughs) no conflict there (laughs) (laughs) It just makes you think a lot about like, oh, wow, I just need to be aware of this. And it's a good reminder for everyone, I think, in all stages of their marriage to just remember that 
we love our spouse and again we're on the same team and we want to be there to encourage them and to uplift them and to honor them and to honor Christ. Yes, definitely sweetheart and conclusion there as we're talking about a marriage and a team there. A healthy marriage and a happy marriage does not mean that there won't be disagreements, there won't be conflicts. It's how you handle them and we hope that these tips about what never to do in a conflict and these tips for resolving a conflict will be helpful to you and to enjoy a healthy God honoring marriage and stay tuned for the next episode of Truth Espresso as we continue our series on marriage. And if you like what you are hearing here at Truth Espresso, my wife and I would like to encourage you to donate and give us a little shot of support here. How can you do that? Just go to truthspresso.com forward slash donate. That's truthspresso.com forward slash donate. And it'll take you to a little page where you can give us a little shot of support to show that you want us to keep on bringing these episodes. Any little bit that you give will certainly be an encouragement. There's no amount too small, but that will go a long way in showing us just how much you appreciate what we're doing and encourage us to keep on bringing the episodes and reach more people with the truth of God's word. Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning, and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso. 